the little being do that. Um, and then when, and I, I just, I loved it so much. I wanted to keep the kids in the, in the swing of things. So when school did end in June, I did like mama camp. And so I did like every, and I, so I had the chalkboard every morning and I did like a science experiment to get them excited to do something fun. Like we do like the, the soda pops, exploding bottles or some fun stuff like that. And then we would do like, you know, he would, well, I wouldn't say like that we're doing math. I'm like, we're doing numbers now. And we're not, instead of, instead of language arts, we're doing words now. And so they both had their own activities and then we did a craft and it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it and they loved it too. So. Oh, nice. That sounds so, like fun. <laughs> let's get into it. So you had a movie called Christmas in the Rockies. Um, first of all, I loved it, but I have some questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, okay, so for, we'll get, we'll get like the, so it was shot in Canada. What part of Canada was it shot in? Um, just, so just north of Toronto, which is uh, like the Muskoka, you know, Muskoka area. So we're yeah. in Cotton Country is where we were. So, okay. nice. yeah. And then um, like, how did you, like, how did the role, did the role come to you or like, did, like, was it a pairing or how did it come about? Yeah, my agent uh, brought the role to me um, and we're like, and I was like smack dab in like homeschooling top not steady for like months on end um maybe eating more than i would have normally been eating with appearances on the go kind of thing so um you know just enjoying like i'm like oh my god netflix and chips at night is so fun i never get to do this because there's some appearance on the road that i gotta like look you know good for <laughs> so um yeah he calls me he's like he's like um you got this cool it's a cute little movie and it's just a cameo you'll be doing and it told me the rule and i, I loved it right um and then uh i said well when are they shooting because i was like physique <laughs> i was like what are you shooting he's like oh we're in the middle of a pandemic is i don't see them shooting until like it's for sure fall or something like that when everything dies down dies down um so then uh, i said all right so i carried on and then our premiere um cleared uh stage two we went into phase two and it was like a, a film and television production was cleared and i was like oh okay i gotta get it back together then <laughs> so i just like went on intense like get myself back together to trish stratus uh program for like five weeks basically and didn't have the no more I, I did netflix but no chips um and so yeah so that's how it came about but it was just a cute role um and it was just i mean i'd been like heavily like i said into the homeschooling thing so four months 24 7 with the kids and i was like yeah that's yeah i'll do that let's sign me up <laughs> a nice break what was your favorite part about this role Oh, she's just like like a kick-ass, um, well, she's like a kick-ass uh, pioneer in her industry. And, uh, you know, so that kind of spoke to me. <laughs> um, she's like, so the story is about a, um, a lumberjacking company and um, there's like a competition for lumberjacks. And so she's, so I'm, I play Marie Brown and she's a champion axe thrower. And uh, so I come into town to basically like, and I, I grew up in that town as well. So I, I came into uh, ho judge a contest as well as do commentary on the on the, the broadcast of it. And then, you know, there's romance and there's all kinds of, there's a training scene and there's all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah, she just spoke to me. She was like this cool character who, you know, was just like coming back to her roots in her hometown and kind of getting back to her, her family feel. So it's, it was a, it's a, it's a cute little role and it's a great movie. So I had a question, which is, is axe throwing more of a thing in Canada or was that just because they thought it was cool? I was like, yeah, never mind. We've, I've done this. There've been some like fairs in there in our summer where like, they were like, there's like an axe throwing thing. And I was like, oh, so I've tried it before. Um, and it's funny because my agent's like, before you say anything, stop. Like, he, cause I, I, cause I've done my stunts in my last two movies, my own stunts. He's like, you're not going to go 
axe train or whatever it's called. <laughs> for like the next two months to prepare for this role. He goes, and I'm like, no, I should though. It's authentic. He goes, just you, pandemic, just go homeschool it. You know, and we're not doing that. We're not going to set that up. Just let the let the stunt double come in. So yeah, this stunt double came in. She was a total pro. Um, but yeah, that's what she does. Like this is what this is a thing. I don't know if it's just Canadian. I mean, it seems very Canadian, but I do believe this is um, maybe anywhere there's trees. Yeah. <laughs> I see also see like Northwest, like Northwest is like people would do that too, like yeah. Oregon and Seattle and stuff like that. Have you guys done it? There's a place down the street in, in North Hollywood, like in LA that does it, that does axe throwing and you can go and do it. So we're, we're all going to go. <laughs> can I, I, I don't know. I don't, it's really popular now in Los Angeles. So I think a lot oh, of yeah, people you are know getting. What? You are right. You are right. I do remember that place. Yeah. They up a couple years trend then. I like that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I went shooting the other day, so I might as well go axe throwing. Why not? Yeah. Setting trends with axe throwing. <laughs> so here is my question. Okay. Okay. So the, the, the timeline, I just want to know the timeline. And I'm not going to give away the end for folks who are like, you know, just getting into like watching all their Christmas movies. Because this is very like, really like, you know, family get together Christmas movie type thing. So the timeline of when um, the main character meets the the gentleman of interest yes. to their the end of their romance. And like I said, like we know what happened in the end, so I'm not going to give it away. But what was the timeline? Because it seemed very quickly. It seemed very quick, like how it happened. I was like, but you don't know her. I mean, you could really be describing any romance in any Christmas movie, don't you think? It's true. It's true. There is a formula, right? <laughs> they're, they're like they love, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of like how these, and they got to get together before Christmas happens. I mean, let's put it that way, right? If, this, if it's starting to snow already, Christmas is happening, it's coming. We got to get together. It just seems like, like in reality, yes. it just seems like in reality, if you meet somebody at that time, like you're still debating if you're getting them a, a Christmas gift. Yeah. But like <laughs> now it's just like, hey, no, it's way, Christmas. I'm you gotta find go. your boo. You gotta boo up for Christmas. Everybody yeah. knows that. Oh, I mean, that, that's that's why they always have movies about getting a Christmas date, and you have to bring them to the family dinner. Like it's a thing, right? That's every holiday movie. It happens in the movie. You know what it is? I don't watch that many Christmas movies, so that's why I was just so like, what? What's? I was so like analytical. But I was like, what is the timeline? And how, how does her dad approve? She doesn't even know this man. Like. What is going on here? TK, TK, you have to believe in the Christmas <laughs> magic of these movies. Like, you just okay. got to believe in it. Hear it. The magic brought them together. Love. This love and all that good stuff. Yes. And then, on top of that, you decided... <laughs> you decided... I'm not going to tell you when it happened in the movie, but your character was now going, like, road tripping with another character, a male character. And it's like, but, like, he's not, like, fully, like, functional. So, like, how was... Did you like, was there a backup plan with that? Like I had so many questions. Well, we're going to work on it. You know, we're going to do some, um, I don't want to give away the story, of course, but um, we'll, there's some rehabilitation that will happen okay. that will enable us to then pursue our dreams of doing this together. Okay. Because he just sounds so convinced like it was going to happen tomorrow. I was like, but bro, like there's- No, we're like, we're like the RV was outside waiting. Like and that was- Exactly. Just, we're just like, bye. Exactly. It's like, he's not capable yet. Okay. And the I'm... first stop on the RV trip is- <laughs> Yeah. Rehabilitation <laughs> center. It's fine. <laughs> Part two, I can't talk about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's see it. Christmas in the Rockies. It's streaming on Fox Nation. Go check it out if you're in Canada. Um, it's actually going to be um, on City TV on uh, Christmas Eve at 7 p.m. 
So that's when you can get this, the, the mystery can now, you know, present itself. Uh, and, it, <laughs> and you can figure out the timeline yourself and see if you approve of it. Yeah, it was, it was a little difficult to find, but I, I, I the dedication, I, I got so, it. So you said, so you said you're watching a lot of Netflix. Are there some like movies that, and TV shows that you just like fell in love with during, uh, during the pandemic? So we always recommend everyone asks is like Narcos is like, so good. Have you guys seen Narcos? Yes. That's yes. like, you guys, Sarah and Emily haven't seen it. I have not seen it. Oh my it. gosh. Listen, I you only watch things with dragons, watch outer space, vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I got a list. Oh, Narcos is so good. It's such a good, it's just a good movie. But um, Money Heist was amazing. Yes. Money Heist. Like it's so good. It's so clever. And it's not even, it's, it's dubbed. Um, so you can either watch it dubbed or you can watch it with subtitles. And I personally would like to turn off my brain a little bit in here. Sometimes cheesy dubbing, you know, but it's, you, you kind of get so into it and you can't, I mean, this is, it's so, it's so well written. It's so clever. It's uh that's what it was. I can't wait till the next season comes out. It's so good. Yeah. It's actually, um, wait, what season are you, what season are you on? It's that you guys got, cause I know Canada Netflix is a little bit different. So is it like season three or four or something like that? Well, I think it's up to date. I think we're. I think okay. so. Yeah. Whatever the it's last so one. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny with Money Heist because it came out years ago and um, Netflix bought it and that's when it became popular. So it was just like a small, it was, yeah, it was like a small thing and became popular. It's definitely a, a, like you have to watch it. It's such a, such a good movie. Yeah. Um, so you had a yoga studio and, um, and it's, it's now closed, but what I was wondering, and when you were doing like getting ready for like women's um, evolution and when you later had st some stuff going, I think it was like, was it last, yes, last year? My time is all off. 2018 was when I made my, the first return, which was at the Royal Rumble. And then there was the evolution that year. And right. then last year was uh, Charlotte. So did you use like yoga to like help with your training as far as getting like ring ready or like, what was your training like? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the main training consisted of um, going in the ring and just, I just did ring training basically um, because my body was like, I had to remind my body like, what, what, wait, how do you, what are you doing? <laughs> but I was like, wait, <laughs> but the, the yoga was just helping me to, uh, for recovery basically was helping me recover. But, like, honestly, thank goodness I have yoga in my life. I just thought like, because my body was so pliable, like I was able to just even just with injuries and the movements and everything just came really easily to me. Um, and yeah, I was, uh, the recovery was a huge thing too, because, um, like, you know, you, I was expecting more of the stiffness after I, I did my training and things like that. But, um, yeah, I used it to keep my joints lubricated to just keep myself ready. And, uh, but also just, and then, you know, the, the mental aspect of it to just sort of focus and, and manifest and, and kind of set my intentions. Um, so there's always that side of it as well. Did you find that your body kind of remembered? like an autopilot things that you didn't think it would or was it like more of a like oh yeah that's right no it was crazy like it actually like wrestling is like riding a bike like which i don't know if you guys have stepped away for any amount of time and then come back because i know you're a wrestler um have you stepped away at all and then come back and been like remarkably like surprised like wow okay um and, and i so the first time i went back was for the royal rumble and um i you know we, i got in the ring with um a guy i trained with his name's rob fuego um and he and i just sort of like you know he's like just just do all your like the best of basically do your showcase you know do your highlights and highlight reels so i kind of just busted out my moves and i was like oh okay um and so but then of course don't forget like royal rumble and a tag match 
you it is a highlight reel of your best self moves really it's not like necessarily like an intricate match right so i was able to pull those off so that that those gave me the confidence to know like i have it in me i'm not gonna break my body <laughs> you know what i mean that kind of thing and then when the opportunity with charlotte came about um that's when i really took like you know a long training session to really get ready for it and you know um obviously a singles match I hadn't had a singles match i think it's in 11 years at that point so 11 years two babies later so it was a uh, you know i thought can i pull this off and then i was just anxious to like it was kind of fun to showcase a little bit of a different side of me and different moves that people hadn't seen or would expect from me so um but yeah my body definitely um was ready for it it was just and it, it was times where we do a sequence and i would watch it back on film and i'm like oh Right, that was bad. Was that bad? I go to everyone and like, no, it was amazing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, it didn't feel like it just, I wasn't sure. And then I was like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. It is just amazing. And yeah, like you were saying. So I had the break because of COVID, and then I came back and I was like, oh, I still can do that. I didn't even have to think still about got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my next question for you is: So you got to work with some of the awesome ladies of today, but. If you could face or have a feud with any of WWE's current um, women's roster um, at your prime, is there anyone that you kind of wish you got your shot at? Mm, at my prime? Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, I, I mean, prime or even not prime. I feel like um, Sasha and I have this like thing that I think fans want to see, and I think like deep down I would like to see. I, I think, I don't know, I just, I love her so much. I, I respect her as a person and as an athlete and as a performer and, and as a friend. And I love what she does in the ring. And I just, you know, sometimes you get in the ring and you know this, Sarah, when you get in the ring with someone, sometimes you just have this thing. And that's something that Amy and I had. Lita and I had that thing where we get in the ring and Mickey and I, I mean, really, Mickey and I had it, uh, Amy and I had it. Victoria and I had it like it was just something you get in there. It's like, oh, okay, something, something's gonna happen. You know, the Rock Austin, that kind of thing. Um, and so when we, we had a simple face off at Royal Rumble, and we're still buzzing about it, like how many years later, and um, talking about it like it's a dream match. And so, you know, I always have said ever since I retired was, if there was an opportunity for me to go back, it would be for something that was, you know, challenging, stimulating. The fans want it, something that's exciting, and, and it does something for both um, parties involved. So uh, she kind of fits the bill in that regard. But um, but I'm not to say I'm coming back or anything. I'm just saying that's someone that I think Trish Stratus and, and Sasha Banks is a is a nice pairing. <laughs> well, see, I'm known for Tika. having <laughs> I'm known for having some amazing story ideas. Some of them have been stolen by some you know some promotions. I won't name who. However, I think this will be borrowed. Yeah, borrowed, borrowed. I never, maybe the compensation's in the mail, but you know, you never know. So this is my, this is my possible storyline for you. Just in case, you know. So here's the deal. So, you know, we're in pandemic, we're in lockdown. But what people don't know is that you've been training, like training hardcore, because you, you and Sasha have had like a beef going on and it's been slowly brewing and you, you just want to prove to her, like, you might think you're the boss, but like, I'm really the boss. Like it's, it's never going to end. And so when pandemic lifts, that's when you come back and you strike. Okay. I like it. And I could drop like little hints along the way, like training, like this is my boss workout or training yes. boss or like that kind of thing. I like, like it. A, and like a cobra, you strike. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the social media, all the promos on social media already. <laughs> so with that okay. question and the, you know, such a, you know, possible storyline, like you can just build on it layers. Is there a possibility of you coming back 
like you know once in a while like i know it kind of feels like when people say like they're retired especially if you're in good shape you're never like really retired like you still will there's yeah, still you retire with the with the um in case there's a good opportunity clause Right. I mean, I always said, like I said, when I retired, I remember I did this little speech thing and it's like part of my, like, I think it's part of my home video, but it's like, I'm saying something like, um, if, you know, if, like, again, if there's something that like we could deliver some satisfaction to my fans, I would definitely entertain it. Um, uh, and, and, and that's the, you know, every time I've been back has been for an ex, you know, someone I had faced before something that the fans would dig a surprise, like that sort of thing. I needed that element. Um, there was a lot of things pitched to me over the years and I was like, mm, it wasn't worth like, coming out of retirement, I guess you could say, because not that it's that much of a sacred space in wrestling, retirement isn't that sacred, but, um, you know, it had to be worth it. It had to be worth it and work for all parties involved, you know? So, um, yeah, so I just kind of leave it out there. So if there's a chance for something that would brew in a certain way, then I'm open to it. Again, it's, you know, who knows? By the time the pandemic lifts, I've been training a lot, so I don't know. Just... And here's some possible visual visuals before we continue. So you could have your, like, your son, like on your back, and you're doing lunges. So you're oh, like your family. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Then so... <laughs> there's another one where you have your husband. He's like he's sitting on the sled, and you're like dragging him across, or even you're hooked up to a truck. Like you're like, I'm just like we're talking like Rocky. Like we're talking Rocky. Yes. That's the training there in Russia, right? That's the training where so... I'm like, like, you know, he's in, he's got the the wood on his, you know, the, the big log lumber. Right. Love but it. instead, you just use what's available to you, which is your children, children and your husband. <laughs> when I was, when yeah, choosing the children, you know, curling them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I was fighting Charlotte, um, it was coming. I, I pitched the idea to Vince. He loved it. We decided to go with it. And they're like, okay, we want you like right away. Like, can you come to TV? And I was like, oh, um, Canadian thing. So I have the cottage booked next week. So I'm gonna just have to go to the lake for the week uh but then i'm more than happy to start after that but i was at the lake like i literally was like doing the squats with my kids and like doing whatever i'm doing beach workouts because i had no gym and i was just like i was kind of freaking out. i'm like oh gosh that's kind of coming up soon and i haven't uh, uh ring rust you know what i mean so i have no ring in front of me and yeah i was doing what i could what if what i had in front of me so i like that idea okay. just saying for my folks who are not canadian cottage cottaging like in the summer in toronto is like going to the beach in yeah. like LA or other places. It's 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 different, but it's kind of the same relaxing. I think cottaging is actually more relaxing because you actually get outside of the city, but definitely a Canadian thing. So speaking of retiring, um, you retired on your own terms and you're one of the few huge WWE superstars to have done that. Do you have any advice or like anything you would tell someone else trying to kind of follow in the same footsteps of, of choosing their own time? Um, I just feel like, um, it's important to sort of along your career, stop and do these checks, <clears throat> like fulfillment checks, I guess you can say, and, and and think about like the balance of everything. Because I think a lot of the times people get caught up in this, like they don't feel like they've, they've got that thing achieved yet in their career. Um, and so really kind of have to like stop and realize uh, what you have, like sometimes you don't, you're in this whirlwind of what you're doing, you don't really realize what you have done. Um, and I know with especially with wrestling, like it's so intense, you're so go, go, and you don't think, you know, but then when you stop and go, oh, I did this thing, like a lot, especially us as women, like we don't stop and, and, and acknowledge what we've done, or even, you know, I mean, we, even when people say, oh, you've done this great thing, you're like, no, no, it's like, you don't want to, we don't accept it, you know what I mean? So um, sort of be a little bit more open and aware of what we've done, 
and um, and, and and do a, a little fulfillment check. So realize like, have you checked off any goals on your list? Are you, you know, have you, what, what more do you need to be able to be fulfilled? And, and is that goal attainable? Um, and I feel like I did that when I was, you know, my retirement, my contract was coming up and I kind of did that. I kind of decided, okay, well, like who, I've worked with all the girls that are currently available to me. Um, I've had like, I've had that dream match. I've been champion. I was champion, of course. I was on my checklist. Um, so yeah, I felt fulfilled. I felt like I, I felt really like satisfied with what I had done in the business at that point. And you know, then you have to kind of say, when if I walk away, will I be okay? So then there's the other check of that stuff and making sure that you know, if you do walk away, because that's and making sure that really the career is necessarily that's not your everything. So you know what I mean? It's like it's it's not my life. It's just part of my life. And I think that was an important thing to uh, make that a, that, that, that different uh, variation of, of walking away and then still being able to just like, you know, love your life still. So uh, you were inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, now, is there anybody that you because, you know, there's only so many spots per year. Um, is there anybody that you feel like should be inducted? Like any suggestions that you can, you know, you put it on the show, then, you know, maybe other people here and yeah. it happens. And the widow peak freak, Victoria, right? Lisa Marie. Yeah. yeah. She's uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm surprised she hasn't been inducted yet. You know, I feel like she's, she's definitely, um, gosh, she, she did so much in WWE and then went on to just have a whole another career in TNA. And, uh, she's, you know, She's iconic. She really, she was a, a definitely like a, a character that people gravitated towards and was interested in. And, and she did a lot for um, just, especially during that time in WWE when we were just transitioning out of the eye candy of it all. And she was definitely pivotal in, in, in transitioning out of the fans, I guess, educating the fans to the, to, to view the women differently. You know, she was definitely a big part of that. So I would love to see her. Um, I'd love to see her part of that, the Hall of Fame, part of the family, in the Hall of Fame family. That would be amazing. Um, so you were, so you, you were earlier this year, you were inducted into the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, the Dan Gable Museum. And on Instagram, you posted about how this is a step in empowering women, but there's still a lot of work to be done. And so where do you see kind of the wrestling industry going right now? And what other changes need to be done? And how can we, how can we achieve that? Well, I think we've certainly made a lot of strides, as you've said. Um, we've seen it from the television time to the women. Uh, we've seen just the focus on women. You know, with there it's definitely a big shift. Consider like from where I came from, definitely to now where it is. Um, and uh, but there's there's still yeah, there's much there's a lot of more. Uh, I think, you know, um, there was a point where we were saying that there was not enough women, uh, like uh, time for the women. And, and we've, it's almost like they heard us, right? And they shifted and there was like, you know, it was one match for sure. When, when I was back in back in the day, it was one match for the for the women. And you you know, easily you see, even on paper, you have three matches, four matches, you see that with the women now. So I think they've made good strides. Um, maybe in the pay department, that could be, uh, some attention could be in that department. <laughs> um, and I know that's um, something that um, a lot of women have discussed and uh, it's not only in, in, in our industry, but uh, it seems to be across the board that uh, is a struggle that we still have to fight for. So you were you were uh, in Evolution and we had Lita on the show, was it earlier this year? Yeah, I think it was right before the pandemic happened, back in February. 
And so we talked about her, we talked to her about, you know, what could be done to kind of bring back evolution because it just didn't happen. And I think it was an amazing thing for um, just everybody, but you know, women wrestlers in general. So an another idea, just, you know, just putting it out there. Um, maybe since you and Lita are such great friends, you guys can come together and then, you know, push for evolution again. Cause you know, there's, there's more in the power of, you know, two or three. So, you know, just not necessarily saying that you should be on it, but you know, just like make it happen, make it happen. Let's make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I don't know. I don't, it's almost like what happened? It's <laughs> just like, was it, you kind of just October came and went like the, the follow-up just never happened. Like I thought this was like an annual thing. I was maybe starting to train a little for it. Maybe like just in case the call might come, you never know. Like, <laughs> uh, and it didn't come. It didn't, there was no call. There was no event. <laughs> yeah. Which is definitely right. Would you join our uh, bandwagon? Oh, I've been on the bandwagon. Like May, um, Evolution and May Young Classic, I feel were like really great showcases. And the back to back was good. Um, so, you know, obviously, like I said, like I put ideas out there and, you know, the ideas get borrowed, but I don't have that connection to Vince. So I'm just, just saying. Well, they, we re they sending a pigeon. Yeah, <laughs> the pigeon didn't work. <laughs> but they, and they re-aired Evolution earlier this year. I forget which month because they're all blending together. But everyone was talking about it all over social media and everyone wants it to come back. And so we have to, we have to get the, you know, the ball rolling on that. <laughs> I agree. That is our mission. Yeah. So we can do it in front of a live audience. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you ever consider, because I know uh, you were doing um, coaching for Tough Enough, but would you ever consider like maybe like writing or producing or stuff for something like a, like a pay-per-view like Evolution? Um, I would love to. Um, I would like to, like, I love the idea of it. Uh, the, the reality is it, the, it comes with the road, right? And I just can't do the road because of my family. I couldn't, uh, I mean, just at this point anyway, I'm just saying they're young now. I have a you know, three-year-old and Max just turned seven. So I just, at this point, it could, would be nothing. Like, I just couldn't go back on the road like that and leave my family like that. But um, yeah, I'd love to contribute in some way. Um, I, you know, it, it was nice to go back those couple times and like just, just work with the girls and see how their minds work. And then, you know, telling the art of, storytelling and, and just um, and seeing that, you know, uh, working with fit again, it just it got me stimulated and, and him and I were like this little like we're like frickin frack where we we, we just had that connection um, when we were working together. And even, you know, we would literally come in like with ideas in the morning. We're like, and then yeah, and then we'll like, totally, yeah, like, we, that's how we had that, you know, you just have that with someone. So yeah. we had that. And so I thought, man, like uh, women, I said, we, we could put some good matches together, like we would be like co agenting, probably <laughs> it would be awesome. But um yeah i mean i would love to contribute in some way and, and i've talked to matt bloom my former partner um about possibly going to nxt you know we've talked about it on a number of occasions it's just like never the right time has never come about to to do that but yeah i'd love to you know and i love working with young minds and you know that that was the best part of tough enough was just to work with these kids and and do that sort of thing so yeah for sure so speaking of kids um is your son interested in wrestling? Does he know you're a wrestler? Does he feel happy or excited about that? What are, what are some of the thoughts around that? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't, um, he doesn't really. I mean, he knows I'm Trish Stratus. Uh, this was the first year, like, it really um, hit him because now he's into, like, you know, YouTube and he knows and he's like, you have a YouTube channel. Like, and I was like, oh, I don't, and then nowadays you can't really, like, you can't really own the fact that you have a YouTube channel because there's, like, it's a whole thing now where I have. 
I have a channel that is under my name. I don't YouTube though. You know what I mean? Like I have my videos are posted that I, that's what we do. Our site has posted videos, but it's not like a YouTuber, you know, I'm not no YouTuber. That's for sure. It's like a whole nother thing. Um, but yeah, he was like, and then he, you know, was like one of his favorite, um, uh, YouTubers had, uh, something just talking about Instagram and saying, he's trying to get to a million followers. I'm like, I have 1.8 million. He's like, you have one, what? And then he like this whole thing where you know, as if I watch what you say you're like you're seven year old nowadays but um they're like they're so savvy but but they get it and they know when I like when I like when there's little makeup on they're like are you going to work like they know work when I put the hall of fame ring on it's so funny they're like oh are you going to work they know that's like there's the little signs that mom's going to work um uh but yeah they uh, so and it's even funny I just did an interview earlier and they said like how did Max and Maddie react to you um they figured that they saw my SummerSlam match because it was in Toronto, I was like, oh yeah, no, 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 I did can you guys, like, I can't, can you guys picture little kids watching a match like that? No, no. no. Like, I remember that's so great, like, Max can finally see you live, and I love the idea that possibly this could be the last time you could see me wrestling live, the one and only time, but I just, um, like, I just know, it's like, I, I picture, you remember that footage of Mick Foley's kids crying, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I, no, I can't do that to my kids. And it's just, it's violent. We don't, we don't do violence. We don't watch violence. We don't even say like UN. We say shooters, and we spell UN. You know what I mean? Like we just, um, yeah. I, I mean, seeing their mom getting their, no, I just can't do that to them. So yeah, so they kind of know, but they don't really know. They know I have a pop figure, and that's cool because other, you know, the other famous people do, which is neat. But um, yeah, they haven't seen. And I've seen certain things here and there, like I've shown them my entrance, but not exactly me getting my ass whooped or me whooping as well <laughs> so as they continue to grow up and and what happens if they come to you one day and say hey you know i want to do what mom does well i'm happy for them to uh, explore that idea um i will of course uh tell them all sides of the business uh, but you know, I'm happy like for me to personally like just like my parents were very supportive I literally spent my entire life. I want to be a doctor I spent my whole life with that goal in mind and everything I did was to become a doctor I mean everything from my volunteer work to like the the books I read like everything I wanted to do was about being a doctor um, And then the York University the school I, I went to the professors went on strike and I was suddenly just waiting around Boom, all these opportunities happen. I got a fitness modeling contract, boom, 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 led to wrestling, etc. So here we are, my parents, my whole life, my mom, she's gonna be a doctor. And then she's like, she's a wrestler. Um, and they were just, you know, super happy to see me pursuing a passion, passionate about it, working towards it, working hard towards it, and you know, honing in my craft. And 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 they loved seeing the process unfold. They knew I was a huge fan of wrestling and they liked the it just they said it, it fit me. So if I see it's like a personality fit for my kids, then yeah, sure. Like it's like, you know, all these kids want to be YouTubers and Matt, everyone says like, you know, and, and Max, does he have the personality to be a YouTuber? Maybe, but I said, well, first you gotta learn, a, you gotta edit video, learn editing of, of a video first, and then you can become, and then get your, and I would say, what's your content? What's your content? And he goes, well, my content's gonna be, and he throws stuff at me, I'm like, mm, I mean, would you watch that? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, I'm just being like really open, like, just think about this, right? So, um, yeah, so if they wanna be a wrestler, I'd definitely entertain it, but let them know there's lots of training involved, what the schedule looks like, what the business is like, et cetera, so, yeah. So with the like your name and your brand and obviously, you know, when the kids get older, because there are a lot of Canadian wrestlers. I don't know if you guys in the world know there's a lot of Canadian wrestlers. I feel like Canadian wrestlers are they might be first to like hockey. It's like Canadian wrestlers, then hockey players. Like, do you think? Yeah. Do you think like you're ever going to open like a and what? Sorry. Like like funny actors are all Canadian. Yes. I was just mm -hmm. telling um, Sarah about um, Dan Levy. 
from Schitt's Creek. Oh, yeah. He's like... He's like the godfather of like almost like Canadian SNL. Um, but do you think um, or do you have any interest of opening like a, a wrestling school of some sort, like, you know, in Canada? I mean, I mean, I know there's a lot, but you have the name. Yeah, ever actually, TK. They just like throwing these like business plans at me right here. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I can send Sorry, you an email after. The next business plan, I'll submit my plan shortly. I'll be the manager. We'll work it out. <laughs> um, I know I have never thought of that. I mean, like when I wrestled, when I opened up my yoga studio, there was a little phase there where we're like, oh my God, we could totally throw a, you know, a, a, a ring in because I had three different studios. We could throw just a, a ring in one of the studios and do like an after hours wrestling club, like a fight club. You know what I mean? Uh, so we talked about it, but it never, never uh, came about. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I think you should do it. Well, that's what everyone loved about like me is that they were like this like Zen yogi, especially when I was really in my element, like as far as, you know, like, like into my um, like training and all that stuff. And they're like, and you're like a wrestler, but like, you're like the Zen out woman. It's crazy. So, but it's, uh, it is about finding that balance. And I always said the Zen wrestler, Zen yogi in me was allowed me to be the best wrestler, believe it or not, because it was allowing me to find that happy place and not get so totally absorbed and just kind of, and physically do what I do best. But uh, so no, no plans to open a wrestling studio this time. Um, I'm, I swear, I'm, I, maybe I'll, like, we can like re-entertain all these questions when I'm like, when I'm, like, maybe in two years, my kids are like not in that stage where I'm like, I'm like this tunnel vision with the kids right now. Like that's 24 seven, um, especially right now. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like an, when I'm, when I do something, I'm all in, including parenting. <laughs> we'll take it. So when I write the script it. for this movie about wrestling fight club, hosted by a yogi. I just want to be clear that I already had that idea before the podcast. <laughs> we bought And if you theme it around Christmas, Sarah, you can, this is like the perfect Lifetime Hallmark movie. I love this it. Is... Well, it's the perfect Christmas movie. Speaking of the holidays, you, I love all of your decor behind you, but also you do like beautiful tablescapes. Oh, thank you for, you, for you. that. <laughs> so uh, there's like, you know, like Renee, Renee Young is coming out with a cookbook, cookbook and, and yeah. there's so many superstars kind of branching out of, you know, you have a yoga book. Uh, do you have plans, maybe thoughts about doing a uh, like craft book or something, you know? I may have talked to a publisher who was interested in some of these things that I do with my kids. I have my food art, which has been mm -hmm. a hit. And no, I just, uh, I love it. And then my, my theme parties is my thing. So when my kids were like this year, like even Max will be like, mom, what are we gonna do for my theme this year? He knows it's like a theme, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I haven't posted his party yet cause I've just, oh my God, it's been so big. As soon as like back to school hit, it's like, I'm, there's, there, it's weird how like your, your kids are, you know, they're, they're, they're away all day. Like you, Technically, you have all day to do things, but uh, work has been really crazy. Like, because I have a couple of facets of work. There's obviously the my old work, which is um, traveling around and doing things in front of large crowds of people. That's my old work because I don't do that anymore at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, so that's you know uh, doing speak engagements and autograph signings. But my other um, Lego work is I, I have a, a small office in uh, just a little bit you know close to my house, and um, I have a little team there, and we just we sell merchandise. So when I had the yoga studio, we kind of brought the roster over we outsourced our yogis and then we sell fitness um yoga and fitness equipment and then i also do my merchandise which is like the pop doll we talked about um mm -hmm. 
he's based on her. That's what she's based on. Um, and um, so we sell the autograph merchandise and things like that. So, but it's been nuts. The business has been so crazy. So I, my point is, I, like, I feel a little bit of guilt. You can tell, like my, you can tell my, I've been knocking my, my um, editors on my website have been like, yeah, when's Max's birthday was September 30th. So when's that blog going to go up? So coming soon for you, Emily. Can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> YouTube party is like so cool. Like, so I just go all out on the theme and I just like, I start to put all the ideas together and whatnot. But yeah, like I actually, um, I got, I made cake pops with all his favorite YouTuber faces on it. Oh, and wow. it was really cool. And he got, I got a YouTuber, a couple YouTubers to give a shout out for his birthday. So that'll be all on the blog. So watch Tristratus.com. I swear I'm going to get to it now. See, <laughs> pressure, so I know. See, I gave you a deadline. That's, that's pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, motivated. I'm like, I gotta even get to work. I gotta cut this interview off. I gotta get to work. <laughs> We're just challenging you all around. Um, so on your IG, like you've, you've said, like you have like a lot of re really great best friends from the business. One of them obviously is Lita. Is there like a, a match in particular where like when you think of her and you think of your careers together that you're like, man, that was an amazing moment. Like you relive it. Yeah, well, probably well, there's two, but probably the the first time we main evented on Raw, first time women ever main evented on Raw. That's obviously special because it's such a milestone for women and for us in our careers. Um, so that was really special, and also just like we had been working uh, program at the time, so we were on the road together. So that was kind of like super intense, fun. Like <clears throat> although we weren't supposed to, we were going to yoga class beforehand, um, and like I, and I say not supposed to, kayfabe wise, as far as like you know. But we didn't think too many people in yoga studio would be like, hey, aren't those? Trisha and Lita aren't supposed to be friends. Like, not too many yogis were tuned into wrestling at that time, right? <clears throat> um, so we we had like just really good road tripping stories at that time. It was just like a really fun time for us, and then to be able to like culminate it towards this amazing match. Um, uh, and you know, walking in the first day, like when we saw, I said our, our names at the top were like, uh, "Is the board upside down? Why are we at the top of this list here?" Um, and so, yeah, and then, and then having your your coworkers around, being super supportive, um, and and it was funny because I remember like we didn't even care. We wore I, we both wore our stinky house clothes, house show clothes, like what we had been just doing wrestling events for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for in, and we just were like, I can't even think of an outfit. We need to focus on the match. Like it didn't even matter what we looked like. You know what I mean? Although those outfits became pretty iconic because they're like on action figures and stuff like that but um <laughs> yeah but that was pretty special to share that like we definitely go back to that always and then of course our retirement match i mean to have that final you know swan song to do it with her my 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 nemesis for so long was pretty pretty epic as well i have another idea okay <laughs> this one you could save sarah i hope you're taking notes so what happens is sarah takes notes of the interview Biggie's so many notes. <laughs> so this one you can save because it's not. So you know how um, Ric Flair, he had his documentary and in the documentary is like pretty much cartoon characters. It's going to be Trish Stratus and you talk about all your road trips with everybody. And so you don't have to be on camera. You have a cartoonist. Just do it via cartoon. Like, I think that concept is really, really like. I actually love that because yeah. then I don't got to do all this every day. Exactly. And that could be on the WWE Network. Easy. I'm just. Okay. We're going to be in touch later. <laughs> We're going to come up with a business plan together. We're going to come up with a schedule. Listen, it's going to be great. I love TK, it. TK has been holding all of these ideas in for two years. <laughs> Honestly, this interview has been a long time coming for sure. I'm so happy we finally made it happen. Like it's been really 
So thanks for having me, you guys. Like this has been, yeah. And I, I mean, and there was crazy stuff. It was like either it was like the pandemic or I was, it was either too busy on the road because I was traveling and, and crazy and then trying to parent and juggling, or I was in a pandemic and I was just not doing this right now. <laughs> you know what I mean, I was too busy at home doing, you know, the, the home stuff. So, so now we found the happy medium. The kids are in school and here we are. See? Yeah. Shout out to your team for returning my emails. I really appreciate it because they could have definitely just ignored it. So, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative all the way around. So I have to maybe send them some. Um, I have a company. So may I send you guys like some product, especially like to them. It's oh, like, and those for... products are good. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. They have the most amazing holiday I, scents. Yeah. So I have uh, candles. I do candles, body butters, body scrubs. There's some other body wash and stuff like that. All natural. So I'm going to. Yeah, I'll. You could have booked this interview a long time ago if you sent that to the office, bro. <laughs> Damn. Well, in, in, ex in exchange for them return, uh, responding to my emails and like you being on, I will send you guys a whole thing because like, I mean, trust me, they're, they're, I, you know, I think they, they got like annoyed, but you know, I think the Canadian in them just didn't. Show no, it, they so were totally so, we're like, we're like, so she'd be like, so we heard from TK again. Okay, we got, I'm like, we got to do with this Canadian girl. We got to support our Canadian girl. That's what we got to do. <laughs> So, well, thank you. Um, so we're going to hit rapid hot tags. So rapid what happens is I'm tags. going to ask you a question. You're going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. So you ready? Okay. Uh, poutine or French fries? French fries. I know it's very un-Canadian for me to that, but I know. I'm sorry, Emily. Are you happy or shocked? What are you feeling? I don't like poutine. <laughs> I've never had it. It looks gross. I'm just... Funny. That's very unclean. Look at the water over there. I love the, the hydration. I, I, I'm so shocked. I, I was shocked. I'm, I needed water I'm after very bad. Like, I don't even know what to, like, poutine's amazing. Mm -hmm, I do. Yeah, I just like, see it. And it's funny. I've never tried it either. Isn't that so funny? It looks gross. <laughs> but it's actually more, really, let's be honest, it's a Quebec thing, right? Maybe. You know, because I always thought, because it looks so gross and so, like, fast foodish, I always thought it was an American thing for the longest. And I had no idea it was a Canadian thing. Never had it. Yeah, it doesn't look good. M&M's um, or Smarties? Okay, well, Smarties is a, this is a trick question, isn't it? Because it is, see? So Smarties kind of. in Canada, I know this because I was on um, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And I got caught on this question because it was like a Canadian, it, basically it's the same name, but it's a different candy. So yeah. in the Smarties in the US are those small chalky candy things, right? Yeah, Which enjoy those and in canada we are candy coated chocolate things more like an m like an m&m but different splatter for yeah. tasting so if we're doing the canadian version i'm gonna go with smarties if you're offering me smarties in the american version i'll go with a rocket <laughs> yes although i think that the m&ms the smarties or the the shell and the smarties is a little bit sweeter than the m&ms like i because i have people ship me smarties and there's still a slight difference. See, and yeah. I don't think the shell has any taste. I feel like it doesn't have a taste. In what, like in a, a Canadian Smarty? Yeah, and M&Ms. I feel like they don't, like I don't taste them. Don't well, they? that's a whole different discussion. And we're talking about how Canada, uh, Canada nowadays is crap. And uh, like, I used to be so excited about Halloween because you get these little, you, you would eat everything. I would eat everything at Halloween. And now I'm like, I honestly don't even eat one bite because I'm just like, no, I'm gonna have, like I'd rather have quality something else yeah calories to good use you know yeah <laughs> <sighs> there, that's a question um another one i was on on the who wants to be a millionaire and i asked for, for glossettes and i said oh it's it's a it's a chocolate covered raisin but it's not right in, in the those. u.s what's the glossette? Yeah, it's raisinettes in the u.s well raisinettes something different raisinettes yeah
yeah, different. Anyway, so yeah, so that. I forgot about those ones. Yeah, those are good too. Uh, Tim Hortons or Starbucks? Uh, well, I don't drink coffee. So um, I, I mean, I guess we could go down to like, what is the better baked good from there? I, or better hot chocolate. Do you do hot chocolate? I, I'm going to start Starbucks. Yeah. Oh, but have you tried? I'm sure you have. Second cup though. I think some, yeah. We had a property downtown Toronto um, at Bloor and Jane area, and my building on the bottom was a second cup for years, so we frequented them very regularly. And um, they're delicious, and uh, their hot chocolate is outstanding. Yeah. So are you a tea, think, a tea drinker or no caffeine? So no caffeine. I do drink tea. I do my herbal teas, uh, but I don't uh, I don't drink. Can you, I sometimes, I like, my office usually goes, if, if Trish had a cup of coffee, I'd literally run out a window. I'm just like... I don't, I, I don't caffeinate. It's not a good idea for me. <laughs> so yeah, for my folks who go to Toronto, um, I would say second, if they're doing hot chocolate, second cup. Yes. And then you can alternate between Tim Hortons and Starbucks, depending on how much money you're trying to spend. Including that Starbucks. Like they have that chocolate, what is that fudge, uh, oatmeal fudge thing? I don't even know something. It's probably different. Maybe different in the States. I don't know. But yeah, different in every, I think they do different little pockets of stuff. Um, but yeah. We can roll with that. Uh, favorite quarantine snack? Oh, oh gosh, um, popcorn. I'm a, a big. I make my own popcorn, like the kind old school, like in the oil, pop it, and that you know, real mm -hmm. kernels and all that, and all my grapes. Um, and it's delicious. And we yeah. made my husband the giant bowls, lots of butter, and there was plenty of that consumed so far. <sighs> do you have an air? Do you have an air popper? No, stop. No, no. You have the popcorn okay, okay. oil. Get that. Do the oil. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's so good. No, AirPods, it's like, meh, you know what I mean? Meh. Meh. Okay. I getcha. I getcha. <laughs> so, uh, if when we get together, we're gonna, I'm going to get some popcorn. <laughs> when we get together to watch the Trishmas uh, wrestling um, the Trishmas. Yeah. we're going to all have my popcorn. Oh my gosh. Is this okay. an official Movie night. Like, invite Movie night. to your house? That's part of the premiere. Yeah, my house, <laughs> of course. Yes. I'm this writing this on the, the calendar for a future date. <laughs> this has been the best Christmas ever. Um, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Say again, sorry? If you can wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or one ability, what would it be? Oh, um, the ability to fly, of course. Like no, because and if you fly. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I like that. Uh, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you choose? The mind. It's such okay. a tough one. You agree? <laughs> what? No, I kind of yes. knew you were going to pick that one. I don't know. Well, yeah, Sarah and I are definitely the body. Trish, I have to know why. I have to know why the mind. The mind, because uh, this is where all the goods are. This is where all the goods keep. This is how you can like keep your connections with people around you. Um, the body is like a vessel for your mind to whatever. But I mean, also, I, I, I it's, it's hard for me to say that because my grandmother, um, she deteriorated, uh, her body deteriorated uh, right in front of me. And, but her mind was like, she was like sharp as a whip still. And uh, it was hard to watch that. So that's a, that's a, I mean, I, we've struggled with that. It's a tough question. How do you, how do you guys, why do we feel this way? Body, why do you say body? Can everybody well, hear our like okay. Brady Bunch square thing or just... <laughs> No, yeah, I'm well, <laughs> Sometimes we're in a line. Uh, so I had the opposite thing happen. My grandmother had Alzheimer's. So, you know, yeah. she, you know, I watched the mind deteriorate. But the cheerful reason is I just would like to be really hot. 
and crazy. Uh, and I just think that that would be like a fun thing to just have like the super hot body and be like, the cats, the cats cry wolf. And the people around me are just like, what? Just for shits and giggles, I like that as well. Yeah, I mean, Sarah wants to be like the crazy cat lady, which is fine. <laughs> um, like I, I kind of am going, part of it is because of your reason is like, I have to feel connected to people. And I feel like I need to have my mind in a right place to connect with people and love people and be kind and all of that. So that's like, that means a lot to me. So I, I, that's why I need to, that's why I'm going with team mind. Uh, and, and okay. Yeah, I'm body. Cause I feel like, <laughs> but like you, cause if your, if your mind is still gonna go at the age or at the, the pace of your age, like maybe, maybe about like, 80 75 80 that's when your mind starts going so you have still a good 20 plus years 30 plus years of looking good so i'm just you know i guess the lesson here is why don't we just all take care of our bodies now <laughs> even when we're 90 we can do whatever that part yeah <laughs> have you do yoga namaste right yeah. well that's my thing so i do yoga four times a week and i absolutely love my teacher shout out to jenny brill but have you ever thought and i know like not now because you're doing you know mom stuff but she teaches yoga via zoom and i know there's obviously ddp yoga and stuff like that have you considered kind of adding that to your um like repertoire like more of a like a live version of doing yoga no we always talked about women in the studio because a lot of the things was um I would, um, I had a roster of teachers that basically ran my, like did my classes and I did my day-to-days plus Tristrata stuff. Um, but then we would have these special workshops or events where I would host them and I would teach them. And so that was like, they obviously were huge, bigger draws. I was a huge draw. I'm, I'm, I'm huge in Woodbridge, by the way, guys, it's for my studio. So, um, <laughs> um, but then, yeah, we thought about that. And it was funny because it's, this is, I guess we were before our time, but we were like, yeah, we could do like a live feed and we could have it because it was all my fans or like everywhere else, right? So they, right. could, uh, that would be cool for them to just tune in and stuff like that. We never ended up doing that idea, but now it's something we think about. I mean, yeah, I just haven't had a, thought, a chance to think about outside of what I'm doing in the first place, kind of right at, yeah. at the moment, but we'll revisit that again in June. Yeah. And it could be just so easy. You could do IG Live or Zoom. It's very, you know, and then you could yeah. do like donation. You know, okay, another idea. Another idea. So it doesn't have to be like, you know, like a huge thing, but you can use it for charity. So it's like a donation base. So everybody checks in, they donate, and, you know, whatever they can afford, they do yoga with Trish, and then you just send the money off to charity. I love that, actually. That's, that is a really good idea. Yeah, Sarah put that one down. Or just watching. Yeah. They've donated. It's fine. Yeah, see? Just, you know. Over there behind that camera. That's fine. <laughs> Just a plethora of ideas. Um, so thank you so, so much for hopping on. We really, really do appreciate it. Um, I mean, I don't think this is even, like if you're not following Trish, you guys are insane and under a rock. But just in case, where can everybody find you? Um, so uh, my all my platforms, it's, it's Tristratus.com, C-O-M at the end. And you can get Emily, as Emily knows, tablescapes, party ideas, wrestling shots, goodie stuff, all kinds of goodies there. So, yeah. <laughs> and then Sarah the Rebel, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Sarah the Rebel everywhere, including on Patreon um, and, you know, anywhere you look. And then before I get to Emily... I forgot something. Sarah, yeah, you star of the week. <laughs> Women's wrestling star of the week. I was like, all right, we're not going to do it. I did this research for nothing. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. 
Today's star of the week is Holodead, debuting in 2013 out of Knox Pro Wrestling Academy, which is run by Rikishi and Gangrel. Holodead has wrestled for Stardom, the NWA, Ring of Honor, Shine, Women of Wrestling, and many more. She also had a match on WWE's Raw, where she faced Bayley under the name Cami Fields and without her trademark face paint. She has held numerous championships and was ranked on the 2019 PWI Women's 100. She's currently serving as commentator at Thunder Rosa's Mission Pro Wrestling, but we can't wait to see what's next for this twisted sister. Follow her at Holiday Andy and tell her Women's Wrestling Talk sent you. And if you want to learn more about a star of the indie wrestling scene, please shoot us your suggestion for future stars of the week. Love it. Thank you. I'm sure Ed and Josh will put, you know, put it together in the right order. <laughs> yeah. uh, Emily, like, Rick. <laughs> Emily, where can everybody find you? You can find me on all social media platforms at Emily May Heller. And you can also find our growing uh, area there. There's uh, in LA, right? Right, Emily? Yes, you can go and throw some axes right near me in LA. There you go. <laughs> I feel like we should like do a video and then like I have a whole I have like three more ideas we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, the it three of us okay. need to go and throw some axes. You know, <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> um, I feel like we should do like it tying in with the Christmas movie. Um, we should like that should be a thing like people find because I that axe place that um, Emily is talking about. I think it's been popping up in different places of the U.S. Um, I'm sure it's in like Florida, New York, et cetera. So people should go that or just have an ax at trees in the middle of the woods and then tied in. What social platforms can they find you, TK? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was, I was getting into my ideas. Wrangle this up, girls. I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's like, wrap it up. We have, we have up, ideas TK. to get to. <laughs> I'm going to sit down with I'm not going to pick up my kids until another hour or so. So it's fine. <laughs> We're all doing our, our so your turn. <laughs> we'll talk about the axe thing later. But shout out to Josh. He's the producer of our podcast and he does the sound too. So shout out to Josh Rodriguez if you want to go and check him out have him do your podcast. And also don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms on Instagram, Talk on Twitter, Pod, And our new website is coming up in a couple weeks. So I'm really, really excited, which is going to be um, www.talkpod.com. So you can check all of that out. And you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad website, IG, all that good stuff. Super simple. But like I said, Trish, thank you so much for coming on. I'm always like super excited, as these ladies know, anybody who's Canadian. So I am biased. Uh, I'm just, you know, all about. So thank you. Thank you, your team, for um, making this work. Um, and yeah, shout out, you know, those ideas. Just feel free to borrow them. I will just be happy to see them. I think we're going to be in touch for sure. I love it. You know, we've already yeah. been, hey, we've been in touch like for like two years now at this point. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know, why not? And then we're coming to your house one day. Eventually. It was so much fun. You guys are a blast. I really enjoyed the, our chat. So thanks. 